This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. Such at a loss for words. I mean, I'll find them, don't worry. Do I like playing against adversity? Man, I just like playing, period. I'm just I'm shocked and I'm so proud of our guys, man. Unbelievable. Putting the crest on every single time means something to me. Hey guys, it's Charlie Davies here, and we're back with another bonus episode of the U.S. Soccer Podcast. During the Bend the Curve stay-at-home campaign, U.S. Soccer has been re-airing iconic matches. For this episode, women's national team greats Abby Wambach and Heather O'Reilly catch up before a replay of the 2013 match in which Abby broke Mia Hamm's international goal-scoring record. Abby entered the game needing two goals to tie Mia. So what'd she do? Easy. She scored four. And all in all, Abby closed her career with 184 international goals. 184. That's just mind-blowing and impossible to wrap your head around when you're in it. Sometimes it's only with a bit of distance and time, like we have now, that you can really step back and appreciate that moment and that experience. It's my pleasure to now toss over to two players with a lot of history and a lot to be proud of in their U.S. careers, Abby Wambach and Heather O'Reilly. All right. So remember, here we go. No more swearing. Oh, we're, we're going we on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, ready? We're going to do this. Three, two, one. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, guys. I'm here with Abby, and we are showing Abby's record-breaking, goal-score record-breaking game just after this. So I hope that you tune in for that. Um, so Abby and I just have a little bit of time together. We love spending time together, Abby and I. Always. Um, love it, love it. And we're just going to be talking a little bit about that game, what breaking that record meant. Um, obviously, you broke Mia Hamm's record recently. Hate to say it. Christine Sinclair beat your record. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, what's your initial feelings, Abby, when um, you see U.S. soccer – showing games like this, some of the all-time classics? Yeah, good question. Um, well, first of all, it just gives me a lot more street cred in my home. Um, my children, even though they're like, whatever, like it at least makes them understand that, yes, I too was on the women's national team at some point. Um, so when I go up to their rooms and I see pictures of you, Heyo, and Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino. Um, I just, you know, it's just nice to know that it's in their recent memory that I, I too was a national team player. Um, <laughs> Is there a little bit of sensitivity there that I'm sensing? Well, you know, not sensitivity, but like sometimes I'm just like, do they even know that I played like period? Um, let alone like actually played well and did well for my country for so many years. Um, but, you know, it's actually, this is one of the silver linings I feel during this crazy time that we're all in is um, even though there's no current sports on television for people to consume, I think we have so much content and our women's national team and U.S. soccer has all the content to most of our games, I think probably minus um, any of the, the World Cup games which and, and the Olympic games, which is so fun. It's so fun to look back, see old teammates, um, you know, the other night when, when ESPN was playing some of the old games, I was just like astonished at how 
amazing uh, Shannon Box was on the field. Like she was so good. I mean, best player. And I'm, I'm watching it too, and we're like, Boxy's a beast. And he's like, he's like, Boxy's always been one of my favorites. And I'm like, this is amazing. I know. And when you said old teammates, I, I assume that you're talking former teammates, not like your old teammates, right? Correct. Former teammates, <laughs> former teammates. Um, I mean, look, we're all freaking old now, so whatever, it's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun and just like texting, getting on group ch- chats with, with some of the players that we played with. You have been on many of those. And, you know, Heather, I just think it's so cool <clears throat> that we're doing this. Hype texted me yesterday and was like, hey, I think this would be a good idea. Not to live in like the glory days, but, you know, we did really cool things. And we did it at a high level. And, you know, I'm so proud to play for our team and proud that you were a teammate for so many years. And you assisted on a lot of my goals, although not in the specific game we're going to be talking about today, which is a little bit uh, annoying. Like, what was wrong yeah. with you? Come on. Well, what was wrong with you? You probably wasted a couple of my dime piece services. Dimes? Like, on a platter you would put <laughs> On a platter. Um, no, I totally agree. Um, I think that, like, as a player, because we were so in the zone for so long, which you have to be as an athlete, I think that you're in this, like, weird vortex tunnel thing where – you know, you have to kind of put family stuff aside. You have to put a lot of things in your life aside and you're so ultra focused, which is wonderful, but it's also detrimental and it doesn't allow you to see the big perspective of like what you're able to do for people and how you're influencing people. Um, so I think that like now that I've stepped out of it and I I wonder if you feel the same way, um, that you do feel more of a sense of pride, at, you know, watching these games. It's like, yeah, we were good <laughs> and we were good for a long time. Yeah. And um, I think that like the further that I get out of the grind of the day to day is I'm able to understand like the magnitude and how special it is that like you are a dear friend of mine and I can call up Mia Ham, you know, and chat with her, bounce ideas off her. I mean, that's really, really cool. And I never want to take that for granted. So I really appreciate, um, you know, this time that we have to kind of reflect on some of these old classics. Totally. What have been some of your, your favorite things that they've showed? I know that U.S. Soccer has shown some games. I know that some other channels have shown World Cup finals and things like that. Um, what have you loved seeing? Well, I mean, just to talk to what you um, were were saying just now, I think that as I've gotten further away from my retirement, and you'll probably feel this way too, like you said, the focus is so intense when you're in it, you almost don't have even enough capacity to think about how big uh, and how amazing this experience is. Uh, You almost have to like compartmentalize the grandioseness and the the magnitude of what you're actually doing in order to be able to do it on a lot of levels. So for me, as I've gone and, and, and retired and I now have a family, it's so fun to experience it. I mean, I was just watching some of the goals back this morning with my wife, Glennon, and she just is like, she's just amazed. Not only that I was able to like physically be able to do that, but just the way in which I handle myself and the way that I talk in interviews, she's just like, gosh, you really were amazing, you know? And I think that that's really important, especially for women to not downplay how amazing it is, the chance that we had to represent our country 
you know, some of the things that I've been watching, which is so cool, is just like the times that that um, that I spent with you, the times that I spent with some of my former teammates, and how that completely um, dictated the people we we are now. And um, those experiences really do shape us in so many ways. And and watching what happens on the field is just like a microcosm of kind of the things that we were all focused on. Mm-hmm all trying to achieve and to watch the current team go through what they're going through right now the lawsuit and you know dealing with with the the even more fame that that they're getting and and the attention that they're getting rightfully so it's it's just been really fascinating truly and beautiful to watch watch kind of progress and evolve and then for me having to kind of relearn entering into into the normal human race world (laughs) it's a difficult journey and um you're not getting your breakfast made for you anymore i'm not getting my breakfast made for me anymore i'm actually doing the intermittent fasting thing because i like food too much that's what i've realized so i don't even eat breakfast no longer which is oh wow uh, which is that's way different than when we were playing yes well you know how much i love food um And you know, I'm the breakfast monster. Pino would always call me the breakfast monster. Yeah. Yes. And I was um, also the lunch monster and the dinner monster. <laughs> like the problem with me, I was just like a food monster. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, but fuel the beast. You needed the calories, dude. <laughs> and speaking of which, speaking of you being an absolute beast, let's talk about this game. Okay. So I, I'm trying to think back. I mean, you were a couple goals off from breaking the record going into this game. So like, yeah. I don't know how much we talked about it being a possibility. I know that your family was there, um, but you needed a hat trick in order to tie the record. Yeah. And that's a lot of goals. I mean, (laughs) I did not. Instead, you score four goals in the first half, (laughs) just absolutely bananas. And I just remember us going, crazy for you so do you remember um anything going into that game were you like enough's enough I'm doing it this game let's get this behind me because I know you you didn't like the build-up you didn't like the attention it's just like you know it's extra pressure which you were always fine with but I just think that you were just like let's just get this off me and back to the team which you were always so great about um so do you think that part of it was like you're just like I'm just going to get this over with in this game yeah, I think all of us were. I mean, I know you don't remember this, but there was there was a solid month or two of chasing Mia, you know, like hashtag chasing, chasing Mia and like all the goals in U.S. soccer. And it was like the thing, it was the swirling thing. Um, and I hated that individual attention because, first of all, I knew I wasn't going to retire for many years. So I knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, and I didn't want to have any kind of that that real focus on me. Um, so this was the game, you know, before the game actually happened, uh, one of my friends, uh, actually found, um, this private plane that flew my family from Rochester and threw, flew some of my friends in from Rochester. And he called me beforehand and he's like, Abby, I need you to score three today. And of course he knew how many I needed to break the, the record, but I was like, I mean, maybe one, like I'm pretty solid for trying to get a goal a game like right. that's like that's a dream but like I'm not 
I'm not out to score a hat trick. Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. And to be fair, we were playing South Korea, who is a very good team, but mm-hmm. also um, a team that we know that we can kind of take advantage of in terms of well, one, just a scoreline, but two, I think just like your qualities um, in the box, obviously with your aerial presence, um, not South Korea's forte. Yeah. Um, they're generally like a very skilled possession team, like a lot of Asian nations are. Um, yeah. So I think that it was building up to be one that you could score a lot of goals, but I don't think anybody projected you having four in the first half. Totally. And I don't know if you remember this, but um, very early in the game, in the first like four minutes, um, I get a, I get on a breakaway and I miss. Keeper comes out, saves it. And I just felt this moment of like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to totally fail. Like my family's here. The stadium is completely sold out. Like New York showed up and New Jersey showed up your hometown, your home state. <laughs> um, and I just thought this isn't going to happen, you know, but then <clears throat> Cheney, you know, Lauren Cheney holiday, she, she stepped up and she assisted my first two goals. And I watched them back this morning and they're ridiculous assists. Like, Alex gets this first – on the first goal, Alex lays the ball off to Cheney, and she just, like, kind of chips it into me. And I usually – you know, back in the day, I wasn't, like, very good at um, patting myself on the back, but probably had the best two touches of my career on the first goal, like, legit, like, touch-touch shot. Um, and then Cheney, she does – you know, goes on this run for the second goal. I'm able to find myself in a position to kind of do this diving flick header – it looks way cooler and, and way harder than it was. Trust me. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then the corner kick happened where Megan, you know, just laid the ball up there for me to go attack. And, you know, when you see the replay, I'm like pretty in shock that I've just done it in the first half, you know, like the goal goes in and I don't really know what to do. And so I just like run towards Megan and you know how Megan celebrates, right? Megan jumps so hard into my chest that my neck cranes back. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that I'm hurt. Like she did that to me against when we played Brazil, when she bombed, you know, the, the long header. Yeah. Yeah. That, that goal, that decent goal. Yeah. Not bad. But like, I need to like, I need to have a little bit more of a cushion here. Yeah. When you jump, like be like, get ready. Like give me a heads up that we're about to like crash into each other. Um, and the bench yeah, like got- whiplash is a real thing. Yes. And, and I actually did have it. Like I had a problem with my neck for a few days um, <laughs> and it's fine, you know? Um, and yeah, like, I don't know. It just was a super surreal experience. My family was there. The fans were crazy. You guys all were just like, just trying yeah. so hard to get me the ball. Everybody. Yeah. We wanted it so bad for you, but in soccer, it's like one of those things that it's like, you just have to let things happen organically. Like you said, you were probably tight and almost trying too hard on that first opportunity, mm-hmm. but it's like, we just need to rely on your habits that we've done over and over and over and how many crosses myself or like Pino hitting that corner to you. I mean, you see it and it looks amazing, but it's what we did every single day at training. And it's like, 
it was, it's so cool, I think, to like kind of know the backstory of what people kind of work on at training and then to see it come to fruition, um, you know, in these big moments. Like even some of Kristen Press's most recent goals. I'm like, oh, I, I saw her train that after practice like every day. So the, like good on the her. That, goal. That, the yeah, back, back to goal, goal turn, turn, over turn, and over and over. Like yeah. these aren't these aren't accidents. Mm. And um and I think that yeah, we have a lot of our um idols that you know, I still call Mia and Fowdy my idols, um, to thank for that, just in terms of like be, bringing your best self every single day. And that's your role for the team. That's how you show love for the team is you're going to be your best and bring your best skills. And um, I'm not you. You're not me. I'm not Pino. I'm not Tobin. God knows I'm not Tobin. Um, but I'm going to bring, you know, my best self. And I think that you really embraced that for so long. Like you were like, listen, this isn't what I'm good at, but I'm really good at this. And um, I think that you, uh, I'm really proud of you and I'm proud of myself too, but going back to what we were talking about with the current team, I am proud that we took this torch and we carried it for so long and then we passed it. And part of that means you are taking this torch from Mia, um, this goal scoring torch. And eventually you knew that probably somebody might break that record. And you probably hoped that it was somebody on the U S team, I guess. But tell us a little bit about that, um, your feelings, your emotions, and be, be authentic with us here, Abby. Be authentic with us um, because that's what you always you know, tell us to do. How did you feel as Sinclair was getting a little bit closer to the record, and how did you feel the day that she broke it? Yeah, you know, I think that as we were getting closer and closer to her breaking it, I had, of course, like real moments of sadness because of, you know, the knowing the amount of hours and minutes and seconds and blood and sweat and tears that go into every single one of those goals. Um, somebody getting closer to like breaking this record that you have, of course, there's a sadness because of the pride that I carried with me because of that, because of this record. Um, you know, and, and, and truly, I, I do believe that the records are meant to be broken. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Christine because I do also know how proud I was for being able to have the opportunity of breaking it. And also for her, you know, I don't know if you've actually had a chance to really ever play with her, but Christine Sinclair has played on, on the Canadian Women's National Team forever. Um, Canadian Women's National Team has gotten... Uh, exponentially better um, cycle after cycle every four years because of her, right? And um, they've never been able to reach uh, the final or, or win a championship on the world stage like our, our national team has. Um, and so from that perspective, um, I'm happy for her that she has something like that, that um, she can kind of really truly hang her hat on as something to be exceptionally proud of for herself. Um, and also she's an amazing person. Um, she's a great ambassador of the game. So I'm, I'm glad for that. You know, it's not going to a jerk. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and of course I, I wish that 
a, a U.S. player would break it. But, you know, this gives Alex Morgan something to shoot for. This gives uh, some of the younger players in the women's national team, Rose Lavelle, something to shoot for um, because we are competitors by nature. And, you know, you talked a little bit about the time that you spend in the women's national team, the time that you spend going over and over these moments, right? Like most people, when they watch the game, they just see it for a 90 minute game. But when you really break it down into the moments of the game, those are the things that I remember practicing with you. You know, I would love to know how many times after practice you stayed after sending me service into the box, teaching me about timing, teaching me about the cues that you have on the ball, the cues that other players have around you, and then us communicating after when we're getting a drink or we're stretching or we're cooling down after training. Like those are the moments that are priceless to me personally. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I got to do it with people like you who were as committed to the relentless pursuit of excellence, because that's, that's truly what being on the women's national team is about. Um, and I'm proud, I'm proud that, that I've been able to call myself an Olympian, uh, a champion of the world. And, um, and yeah, you know, the, it's sad to see a record like that go, but I also feel deeply in my heart that growth is what I want more than my own personal um, grasp on, on, a, on a record, on an individual record. I want the game to keep growing. And in order for it to keep growing, people have to keep coming and breaking these records. Mm. And you alluded to it with Christine, but um, I think that she would probably trade that individual stat any day for one of our Olympic or World Cup win. That's exactly um, what I. That's exactly what I kind of feel and say. Um, and who's to say that she doesn't step up and um, and win it for Team Canada come the Olympics when next summer in Tokyo? Yeah. Well, she'll certainly have a little bit more time to prepare now. Um, you know, I think that there's there's some talk about players getting uh, older players that were already old going into this last set of um, Olympic games, and now they'll be a whole another year older. Um, you know, you retired, what, at 34, 35 or so. How much do you think that that will factor in on, on player selection or performance? That's a good question. Um, I think it all factors in, um, you know, it's not going to be easy, right? It's not an easy job to select um, any team. And it is going to be about who's healthy and who's fit and who's playing. You right. know, I think that Blacko is um, a really good players coach and he has rallied them together. So it seems from the outside. Um, and you know, I think that it's going to be really interesting because Alex Morgan comes back and she's now back in full fitness after having baby um, soon enough. Right. And um, another year puts another year of mileage on your legs as an as an aging player. Um, is a Carly Lloyd going to step up and continue to play? Is Megan Rapino going to stay healthy and um, at the top of her game 
these are all questions that only each individual player can answer themselves, right? This is not something that Blacko can even answer. Um, it depends on the drive. And if I know anything about a player like Carly or a player like Megan, their drive is consistent and it's constant. So um, I have confidence. I have confidence in every player playing and being at their peak performance come Tokyo next summer. Uh, and it's a much more difficult roster to make because it's down to 18, right? And, um, and you know, you know what it's like, even, even being a veteran on the team, I'm still counting players. Like, am I still going to make this roster? You know, there's a lot of stress that goes into it and a lot of planning and a lot of um, effort. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and also not to mention, we can say this because, because it's um, easier to say it from this position, but the expectations are high. You know, like yeah. we don't enter. Winner bust, always. Yeah, we winter don't bust. enter a tournament. So it's like, unless we're, we're going to win it. Um, right. So it's winner bust, right? Yeah, always. Yeah, I think that time will tell with, I'm sure it'll serve some players well that are maybe injured and now they have a chance again and it will make um, some other jobs more difficult for people. But, um, you know, one thing that you did say is that the, the drive and the motivation is always strong with um, the U.S. team. So there's no doubt in my mind that they'll be sharp and ready. But um, how are you doing during this uh, lockdown period? And are you glad that you're not a professional athlete during this time? Or do you wish that you sort of had that extra motivation to get going in the morning? Because I was just saying to Dave, I am so thankful that I'm not – an athlete that like has to be sharp right now because there's some days that it's just very difficult. What do you feel? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you know this about me that fitness was never my favorite. Um, that was usually the thing that either if I was fit, I was one of the best. And if I wasn't fit, I was very average. I don't want to say zero or a hundred, but it was close. Yeah. Um, but I've been training for a marathon and the marathon that I was training for in April was postponed and canceled, which was very sad. Um, because I've been, you know, training and I had 18 mile runs and a 20 mile run, um, under my belt. So it was a sad day to know that that was no longer going to happen. Um, and you know this because we're both training for the New York city marathon and we're hoping that that's still going to go. Um, so I actually, um, we have a a family rule that you got to spend at least an hour on your physical, an hour on your emotional, an hour on your mental, and then the kids, uh, an hour on the intellectual, um, in terms of school at least, or reading or whatnot. Um, so I've been running six to 10 miles a day. Um, and it's great for me because I'm just not worrying about the timing like I was when I was training for that Nashville marathon. Um, I'm just running to stay sane during this time. And you know, we converted my, one of my, uh, a garage into a little workout area. So that has actually really saved us too, is to get into a gym and be able to lift a little bit. Um, and then, you know, I travel a lot. Um, and because of that, this has offered me the opportunity to be home 
and to connect not just with my wife, but my kids and to connect with them in a totally different way. Of course, this is kind of a very stressful and scary time, no doubt. Um, but we're trying to be as optimistic as we possibly can and have the kids help us with cooking meals and um, try to be present. And more, most importantly, like just be easy with each other. Like early days, I was experiencing quite a drastic switches between highs and lows and my mood swings. Um, a few days, Glennon was like, hey, just why don't you go take a nap maybe? And I'm like, yes, okay, that's good. And so rather than just getting pissy and, and chippy with each other, um, we just give each other a little bit of grace and um, more sleep when, when need be. How are you dealing with it? I'm doing fine. I think uh, similar to you, I'm trying to find the silver lining. Um, obviously, I'm pregnant right now, so that's like a whole nother wave of um, a like an uncertain time of my life coded with an uncertain time of the world. Um, so that's been interesting. I was I had my first freak out a couple of days ago when New York City was starting to say that no support people could be in the hospital, which I totally understand from a health perspective, but I was like, I started to play this up in my mind that Dave wouldn't be able to be there for like the birth of our first child. And I'm like, when are you just going to drop me off at the red door? Like it's the airport. I mean, I don't want to laugh. a sandwich or something and I'm going to go have a baby. And he was like, he's like, I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, I'm sure that you'll crush it. But like, like you have a lot of time to go. So relax. So anyways, that was a bit of a freak out. That's been since overturned. So I don't think that I'll have to worry about that. But anyways, there is um, some stresses, but I think similar to you, um, we're finding the silver lining in all of this. And uh, I think that the silver lining um, for us with the national team is that we get to look back and reflect on all these amazing games and these amazing times and these moments and these people that have been really um, near and dear to us. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on here and I'm excited to watch the game. I'm excited to see mm -hmm. a lot of galazos. Good thing I don't have to, you know, sit through a whole 90 to see. Break the go 45. Yeah, exactly. Although um, Cheney does score in the second half. It's a great goal. Okay. Well, I'll, yeah, I love Cheney, so I'll probably watch the whole thing just for her. But um, an epic, epic, epic record, Abby. You should be so, so proud. Um, and I'm so proud to be your teammate for, for so long. And um, I hope that you and your kids take some time to sit down and watch this game tonight because um, they should know that their, that their mom is uh, a pretty bad chick. I don't know if I can say that on U.S. soccer as YouTube, but I, but I did. So um, they should know it. They should appreciate it. Um, and uh, I love you, buddy. I love you, too. And, you know, I'm grateful that you did this. I think that um, there's probably no other person on the planet that has more assists to my goals than you. Um, we need hype to get, to get that, that yeah, stat we need, out. Yeah, we need some, we need some stat, stat kid. To, All right, buddy. Go. Take care. Tell Davey I said hey. Okay. And be easy with yourself with baby inside. Yeah, I will do. All right. Take care. Enjoy watching. Okay. Love you, sister. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the U.S. Soccer Podcast. On behalf of my co-host, Jordan Angeli, this is Charlie Davies. Keep coming back for more episodes, more interviews, and more bonus content. 
and be sure to download, share, and subscribe. Play on!